You're right, everyone, and welcome back to Tarp Analyze. Liverpool have just beaten Sheffield United 2-0. I'm your host, Morgan, and today I'm joined by Connor. I'm sorry that we didn't make an episode for the Everton game, but, yeah, no one wants to record <laughs> for free to about 20 viewers when you've just lost in a Merseyside derby. So, I hope you can forgive us. Uh, anyway, as I said, I'm joined by Connor. Uh, you're right, mate. Uh, yeah, that's a bad deal. have won a game, so yeah. Um, but we just need to quickly say, if you haven't already watched the Anfield Road podcast, then we did upload it yesterday. So if you want to go and check that out straight after this uh, episode, then just go back and it'll be there for you. Vasilis won't be joining us for the next few weeks uh, due to personal issues slash studies, uh, we think. So, yeah, we just... Uh, <laughs> we just need to let you guys know that it's not going to be permanently. He will be back, but he's just got a few issues going on right now. So we hope you're all right, Vasilis. Uh, yeah, we hope you're okay, Vasilis. Um, hopefully not too serious. But um, yeah, on this week's episode of Tarp, well, next week's when it comes out, we have a special guest, but we no, can't, we can't say but he's even can more special Morgan. than Stephen Corker. So if that's uh, anything to live by, then... Follow uh, the Anfield Road podcast on Instagram and Spotify. And... Yeah, you know, I bet you can't wait uh, for this amazing episode with a uh, set person that's better than Stephen Corker. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting 19 episodes. Anyway, this... um, yeah, as I said, Liverpool have just beaten Sheffield United 2-0 at Bramall Lane, a fixture that we made hard for us last season, and even earlier in the season, a 2-1 win. But it looked pretty comfortable. Um, Sheffield came out and set up compact as always. They played a... 3-5-2 formation, but it was the wing-backs that kept on dropping from midfield to attack. Mainly midfield to attack? What am I on about? Uh, midfield to, to defence, sorry. Um, but they just made it tight, compact. Five defenders, and then when they were on the ball, they tried to push it up a little bit forward. But we were playing bottom of the league. They're not really going to come and attack us. So it was mainly a 5-3-2. Every man behind the ball and just... Lamp, like just hoof it up the pitch to Ollie McBurney and hope for the best, really, weren't it? Yeah, and it nearly worked out once or twice, but it was never going to threaten us, really. And that's he had Big David up top, Big David McGoldrick, uh, one of my favourite Ireland players when he played because he retired now. But, um, yeah, listen, the pivot to 3 5 2, um, oh, <laughs> sounds like a FIFA custom tactic that does, to be fair. Um, but no, listen, they played with a 3 5 2, and it didn't really work for them, really. Attackingly, defensively, it didn't work either. So, um, easy win. Easy win, yeah, but it's kind of expected. Um, we could have made it much easier for us by taking the chances in the first half. Obviously, Roberto Firmino went through on goal and hit it straight at uh, Aaron Ramsdale, who had an amazing performance, I must say. And then he also went through again and uh, tried to play it across the box. Now, any any uh, prolific striker, uh, Haaland and Mbappe and Aguero, puts that away. Now, I'm not going to discredit Firmino too much because he's a brilliant player. He knows what he's doing and he's more creative for others than he is a goal scorer. But at what point are we going to need to start uh, having a goal scorer? Because, yeah, it's a comfortable 2-0 win. But let's say that happened against uh, Chelsea on Thursday. It's not going to be as easy as... Um, Sheffield were today. Yes, we got a 2 0 win, comfortable, perfectly fine with that. But Sheffield bought no attacking threat. 
What if Firmino went through on goal, missed that shot against Mendy, then tried to play it ag- uh, across the box and we didn't score again from two perfect opportunities, and then Chelsea hit us on a counter-attack and score? It'll, it'll end up in another loss. So at what point do we need to start having... Pre- Next summer, that's exactly when um, the transfer is obviously open in. Um, uh, is it open in July or is it end of June? June? I think. Yeah, well, as soon as it opens, then I'd be looking around. Oh, listen, we need a striker. We've gone out one for so long. I think it was Daniel Sturge last time we had an actual striker before that Suarez. So, listen, if Firmino's brilliant, but we. We've, for scoring, I don't know how many goals we scored a season. I think it was 80-something last season. If we have a striker in that team, we're definitely getting 100 goals a season. 100 goals we have a striker. season is a bit of a push. <laughs> well, well, in ter- well, in terms of last season, in terms of last season, we definitely would have got 100 um, if we had an actual striker, I think. Yeah. Because we had 83. All right, yeah, I'll give it you. Um, I, I don't know if it works quite like that, but look, I'll, I'll give it you. <laughs> um, not every well, season oh god no Firmino I don't know because he didn't perform badly I think he was a very very average player today um, and we're going to go on to more positives we don't just moan on our half analyse but it's <laughs> we'll get on to that in a group chat. Um, but Firmino was just he did what he needed to do he was creative He's kind of been robbed of a goal. Well, he hasn't because it was a pure deflection, but it you never know. And <laughs> he just needs to start having a bit more confidence in his own ability rather than trying to lay it off to someone else. Because I do miss having a striker, as you said, like Daniel Sturridge and Suarez, who scored every game. Um, another player, though, that if we're going to go on to a positive, surprised me, was Mr. Adrian San Miguel. Um <laughs> Two performances uh, in <laughs> what was was it September, September, October? It was late. Yeah, uh, a seven-two loss October, to yeah. Aston Villa. He conceded all seven, obviously, and then a two-two draw with Everton. So in his last two games, he's uh, conceded nine goals. He comes into this one after not playing for months on end and picks up a clean sheet. Is it the most prestigious uh, clean sheet against Sheffield United? No. But did he do his job? Yeah. Yeah, he reminded me of Alisson last day, so he did, to I be honest. I just caught on to that. Uh, for anyone that doesn't uh, get that reference, Sky Sports commentators, <laughs> um, I don't know what they're being paid, but Connor, we're doing this for free. We're doing this for free for our, like, what, 20, 30 listeners on Spotify? Now, they're doing that for millions of people and getting yeah. paid thousands of pounds. So, surely we need to uh, complain and try and find our way into a job at Sky Sports because it weren't even just the one mistake. He, he, he called Adrian Allison about five times. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was, like, every time he said it, the other commentator was like, what a save by Adrian. He just, like... <laughs> Adrian actually played really, really well. Um, in the first half, he made a save. It was uh, down to his right-hand side from a header. I don't actually remember who headed it. I swear it might have actually been a Liverpool player. Oh, it was, 
It was, I think, I think some, I don't know who lost the man. I think it was, it was McGoldrick who got it. I don't know, like, who McGoldrick was definitely there anyway. He didn't really make too many big saves. And I think, I don't know if this is just how he plays or if I'm just a bit nervous because Adrian's in goal. But every single time a corner came into the box or a ball came into the box, no way was he trying to catch it. He was trying to punch it up the other end of the pitch. And it kind of makes me nervy because at one point he punched it really short and it uh, landed. It was just really awkward for our defence. So if there's any bad thing uh, from a good performance from Adrian, it just looks very, very shaky um, sometimes on the ball. But maybe that's just confidence issues because obviously he's not exactly had the easiest run with Liverpool, has he? He's won us as a Super Cup uh, final in a penalty shootout. And since there, he's just been the laughing stock. Apart from the first nine games of last season, but yeah, after that, yeah. Um, but listen, he yeah, the only thing is he's very shaky when it comes to corners. The only good thing though, he did the second half, kept the clean sheet, obviously. And <laughs> I think he did a few keepy ups for about like a few minutes. I'm like, okay, yeah, but Alison doesn't like, do not, that Alison, because yeah. Alison's not good enough to do those keepy ups. You've got you've got to get real. Adrian is a quality, quality footballer. Um, he, I think that was actually <laughs> a highlight uh, of his season so far. Because what other highlights has he had? Um, I, I can see he did a hat trick against Oli Watkins. Seven against Villa. Um, you know what? No, we're going to be nice about Adrian. Adrian was actually uh, decent today, so I'm not going to rip into him. Um, another player who performed uh, quite well, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold oh, had a better game. Uh, he's been subject to a lot of hate recently, but he had a better game. Um, he didn't really stand out in uh, many things on what he usually stands out for, his assists. But he just had, I think he had a better defensive game than what he's had near enough all season. Yeah, um, speaking of assists, was it him that got the assist um, for Jones's goal? I'm going to find out now, um, Carry on talking, because I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, but like, going back to Trent, yeah, his assists this season haven't been great, but he's after open, like, to get rid of his assists, he's after open his defensive game, which is brilliant. So we really needed that this season, especially. Um, yeah, at the cost of his assists. So, well... We could have got an assist last night, so we're uh, going to find out now. I don't know why I said he uh, wasn't uh, keeping up with the assist, because he got an assist. Um, I completely forgot about uh, the assist of it. Obviously, the ball was just about to go out over the touchline. I thought he went out on the first angle, and then the second angle clearly showed that it uh, kept in. And plays it perfectly to Curtis Jones's feet, who uh, wasn't marked well at all by Sheffield's uh, defenders. But... He was in the right place at the right time, hit it uh, on the first touch and in, straight into the keeper's bottom right. So, quality finish and solid assist from Trent. Stuff two scousers in our team linking up. Yeah, to be fair, they actually did. Um, do we have any other scousers in the team other than all like, the kids like Leighton Clarkson and all that that are coming through? We don't, do we? Uh, no, I think it's just right, Trent. So we need, we need Jones, another Gerald yeah, to come that's through. It, then, really? Uh, that's... Curtis Jones is already doing that in disguise. Um, the the stats, if we go into <laughs> uh, those quickly, possession, any guesses? Because I'm pretty sure you already know how the possession is going to look. 
Yeah. For who? Liverpool? For the game, like, oh, um, I said Liverpool went and got oh, I, I 68. Thought, I thought you were going to stop when you said 60. We had 60% possession uh, to, obviously, Sheffield's 40. We had 16 shots to their eight, eight on target to their two. Basically, I'm not even going to go through it too much. All I know is that we absolutely domi- dominated the game. Now, obviously, def- defensive stats go in Sheffield's favour. Uh, 72% uh, tackling percentages to our 66 they had 55% aerial duels to our uh, 44. It, it's all going to go in favour to Sheffield in defensive-wise because that's all they do. They just sit there and defend. And But attacking stats, we were all over them. Um, and that's clear, obviously, by the scoreline. And as I said, scoreline kind of flatters them because 2-0 uh, could have been much more if we just had a clinical uh, goal-scoring striker. Uh, also, I remember the ball played across the box for Salah. And Salah could have tapped it in the back post. I was kind of hoping for that because I commented on everyone's oh. uh, posts before the game, a 3-0 Liverpool win. So it would have made me look smart if I actually pulled that off. But no, Salah had to tap it wide. I had, I had Salah and Robertson in my fantasy football. I was raging. I'm like, that would have been a Robertson assist and a Salah goal. I'm like, no, shopping. Oh, wait, I can't think of this week. Uh, Burnley. Yeah, he got a goal, got oh, ten points enough. so far um, this week. Another um, game to go. This is this is really going off a track, but who cares? You can listen to our fantasy football roundup. Um, I'm top of the league in my uh, friend group, and <laughs> I hate to say it uh, because he didn't perform today. Uh, well, yesterday, sorry, uh, we're recording this uh, just after, but. I had Bruno Fernandes vice captain because they're playing Crystal Palace and he didn't perform. Salah got me six points, but it's only because he's captained. And the week just doesn't look great for me because even though I've got John Stones who got me 10 points, Emmy Martinez got me 10, Del Cancelo didn't even start. So Pep Guardiola, what are you doing? Like, start my boy, Del Cancelo. I need him. And James oh, Madison, I... why are you injured? <laughs> Same with same with Phil Ford. Why did you bring him on? I had him with double game week. Shaw got me six big points. I was um, happy about the United team sheet. Anyways... You can't score against Arsenal because Jamie Vardy, I am disappointed in you. Two <laughs> points. That That's all you're bringing me. Your 10 million, <laughs> uh, or however much you cost on it, gave me two points. You need to get a grip, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> and he, sco- uh, and he yeah, scored against Liverpool. So he I, did I wonder who thought that mm. was. Um, so using that, uh, moving on, and on that note, there was a heated debate, uh, in the group chat last night, <laughs> uh, to say, Ozan Kabak, um, how do you think he performed? Because I know in his first uh, few games, he hasn't been the standout performer, obviously. Uh, Leicester, I feel like he's been given a bit too much hate because I don't think he uh, played anything uh, bad in that game. Yes, he wasn't uh, world class, but he wasn't at fault for the uh, Vardy goal. Um, Everton, I understand uh, the criticism for Richarlison's goal, so fair enough. And fans are obviously going to be annoyed that we've lost uh, in a Merseyside derby. But I don't think he's deserving the hate that he's getting. A couple of mistakes. He's just come out of the Bundesliga playing at like pure bottom of the league. Can't win a game to save their lives. They're, they're already going down. Like 
they they've won one game all season. They're about twenty seven games in. They they are the equivalent of Sheffield United in the Bundesliga. So you can't really be expecting Kabak to come in and put in first team quality Liverpool performances after three games. He's he's a twenty year old that's been playing bottom of the league in the Bundesliga. We're not expecting him to come in and do Joe Gomez, Virgil van Dijk things. We won't even expect Joel Matip type of thing, uh, performances right now. We've got to give him a bit of time. And that's why it got heated in the group chat last night. Because you, I, I don't know if you've already said it in this episode, but you said you feel like he's overrated. So I'm not going to put you on the spot, but in what way is he overrated? Because he surely shouldn't even have that rating right now. I'm seeing a lot of fans saying the second everyone's fit in the team, say all defenders, Van Dijk. Oh, sorry, he's gone straight outside Van Dijk. He has not gone anywhere near that first team once every defender's fit. And that's a fact. Like, I don't know if you agree with me, but he's not starting beside Van Dijk once he's fit. Like, you look who's going to start. I don't know who's going to start beside him. It could be Gomez. could be Matt. I don't think it's be Matt. It'll be Gomez. Yeah, but... um. Listen, he's just just a few fans going on saying sign him now. Space, like, I don't understand really. He's played four games now for the club. Like he played okay against Leicester, played terrible against Everton. He played brilliant against Leipzig, and he had a very decent game last night. So, I mean, you can't you can't sign him after four performances. But I I don't think that's like sign him, sign him, first team him, and if they are then I don't agree with that. He shouldn't be first team at all. But you've also got to understand, look at the market today. Like, prices are high. And Ozan Kabak, a 20-year-old defender, sorry, for 18 million, is a steal. Like, if you're thinking, who would you uh, rather spend 20 million on? Ozan Kabak or Rian Brewster? Because that's what we sold Brewster for. Kabak's an absolute steal for that price. And even if he never makes Liverpool first team next to Van Dijk, we could easily sell that for profit. Like, There's no harm coming from getting an £18 million 20-year-old centre defender that has a bit of potential. Yeah, there's no, um, there's no problem there. But I just feel like some fans are overhyping them already. That's my point of view, but... Listen, no, if I, I 100% agree that he's he's not first team quality yet. Like, and I, I know that. I just don't think he deserves the oh, like overdone. You're overrated. You're overrated by some. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> I I would um. I should actually probably try and up the group chat chats, but um, I don't think we have time for that. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll go through that. that uh, if you want, that's a debate topic. That is a debate topic, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, actually, that that's a good way of seeing it. We're not going to talk more on it because that is a debate topic. Um, Our special guest to get to debate on this. Who knows? Yeah, um, I don't think we're going to be doing that one with our special guest. Um, <laughs> To really speak, whatever you call it, a deflection. Um, lucky, yeah, a hundred percent. But a goal's a goal. You need to shoot uh, to score. And even though his, it won't go down on his name. 
it'll do him the world of good seeing that his shot go into the back of the net. And maybe, hopefully, it brings a bit of confidence. And hopefully, the win brings a bit of confidence to the whole team because that's what we need right now. And what else can you say? It's just a 2-0 win, a clean sheet, a quality performance. And we're going into Chelsea now with full confidence, hoping that we can pick up something. Yeah, um, you know, we needed to win last night. We lost our last four Premier League games uh, on the bounce before last night. So we're going into Chelsea full confidence with Fabinho back, definitely Jota, possibly Alisson more than likely. So hopefully we get the three points at Anfield. Um, a couple of positives uh, from today as well. Uh, James Milner back from injury. Naby Keita gets his first minutes back from injury. And... I'm not going to try and uh, say one of the players' names, but two youth under-18s players, actually. <laughs> these aren't under-23s, but Jakob or, or, yeah, whatever you want to call that. Orsinski. Yeah, that... How, how do you know that? I don't know. I was watching them. Um, I was watching the highlights. I was watching the highlights of something to do with his name. I said, I'm like, okay. All right, fair enough. And also, is it Liam Hughes, I think? Liam Hughes, yeah, yeah, he's from Northern Ireland, apparently. It, oh, your favourite country. We won't go to the politics <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's uh, nice to see a couple of the youth players getting their first call up to the bench. And you never know, maybe they could be the future of Liverpool. Probably not, though, as, because they're both goalkeepers. And we have a certain Irishman, uh, Kelleher. We've also got uh, the best goalkeeper in the world after today, Adrian San Miguel. We've got... Alisson, we've got, we, we've just got a lot in the academy. Uh, Marcelo Pittenluga, we have got, is it Yaros? Jaros? Yeah, he's unknown. Uh, Yaros is actually unknown uh, team in Dublin, so he is. Yeah, I, I know that. He's, uh, he's not really in the most prestigious league, is he? The Irish league, but. No, he's not. Yeah, it's one of them. Um, who else do we have, yeah. actually, goalkeeper wise? We have, we have too many. Uh... Yeah, we have Quivine Kelleher, obviously, as well. Probably our most notable one. Second choice keeper, Quivine already, yeah. Can you say his name, actually? I remember you asked me this a couple of months ago. Yeah, no, because you just said Quivine. Yeah. Kelleher. Something. Very be starting for Ireland in three weeks' time. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that's an automatic loss on his record. Anyway, we're not going to go too much uh, more into it. Um, Cheers for 600 followers on the Anfield Road podcast Instagram, uh, Instagram page. 8k followers on the Reds Daily, so yeah, you know, well, 8.1 now, but yeah, chilling. Guess uh, what, Mohammed? He's coming. <laughs> Cheers for that. Um, Aaron has also hit 600 followers. Uh, it's a shame the top account has overtaken him. Um, but yeah, uh, well done, Aaron. Uh, go and well follow done. him on Carpite TV. Um, don't follow LFC Media, don't follow LFC Transfer.s. <laughs> Cheers Liverpool for a 2-0 win against bottom of the league. Uh, you've saved us some embarrassment. Um, just to finish, the very last thing oh, no. is the league table. And Oh, God. All right, no, it's, it's looking a little bit better than what it was uh, last week. Now, Everton do have two games in hand on us behind us, but and we're three points uh, ahead of them. So they do play tonight against Southampton. So hopefully Taki Minamino can get a hat-trick and uh, keep them away from us for a little bit longer. Um, but <laughs> if they do win their two games in hand, then they will go above us and into the top four, actually. Um, we are sixth on 43 points. In fifth are Chelsea on 44 points. So a win against them on Thursday is crucial. 
and West Ham are in fourth on 45 points. So again, if we win against Chelsea and West Ham fail to win, we we will go back into the top four. So a win against Chelsea could be crucial for our season. And just to put that into perspective, all the teams around us have lost there this weekend. Uh, obviously, well, Chelsea and Man United drew. There, Leicester lost to Arsenal. West Ham lost to City. Southampton are going to uh, beat Everton, so Everton will lose. Uh, so, if we do beat Chelsea on Thursday, we can go back into the top four and we'll only be four points of, off of second place. Now, the league's already wrapped up. Man City are 12 points top of the league. Like, congrats on the title. But in our race for top four, do you think we're actually counting ourselves out a little bit? Because... We've we've been speaking, oh, will we even get Europa League, blah, 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 blah. One win, and we're back within four points of second place. Like, it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not. I mean, I'd even take four places. As long as we get top four, I don't care. But no, I don't. A couple of weeks ago, like, you might rule us out. But, like, when you put into that perspective, what, we're four points off second, and we're sixth if we win. Like, it's all to play for. And this season's just mental, so who knows? Um, but hopefully, hopefully when we record again, Liverpool will have beaten Chelsea and we'll be back into the top four. Um, we're going to be recording that top episode we've been uh, on about on Thursday. So I don't think we will get our top analyse on Thursday night, but it'll definitely come out on Friday. So keep your eyes out for that. Is it Thursday or Friday top recording, is it? Not a clue. I don't know. I think it's Thursday, but it might be Friday. Either way, um, yeah. Cheers for uh, listening to this episode, everyone, as always. Uh, check us out on Instagram and everything else. I don't even know what I'm meant to plug at this point. Uh, follow us on Spotify. <laughs> Listen to the last episode of Tar. Follow us on Instagram, the Anfield Road Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, the Res Daily. Follow Connor on Instagram, LFC Media 96. Blah, blah, blah. Waffle, waffle, waffle. And we'll see you on the next episode of Tar Panelized on Thursday or Friday, depending on when we can be asked to record. See you in a bit. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>